Well, it's funny, a number of people have talked to about how uh, certain things will happen in the service, unplanned and whatever. Uh, you know, Emily and I are throwing together a, a set list because Jacob can't make it and we didn't realize that he wasn't going to be here. And one of the songs that we sort of stumble on has a line in it uh, that just dovetails very much with what I'm going to speak about. And then uh, and then Leroy starts praying and then he's like, you look at my notes or what? <laughs> so it's pretty uh, pretty amazing. So, if I have a title, it's Love Your Enemies. I do have a title. It is Love Your Enemies. So I'm going to read two uh, longer... I think this, I don't know, maybe Brian, you could research this for me. You're better at that kind of stuff. But I think this is talking about the same, uh, I think I think this, these are two different re- records of the same same time, but because they're very similar. Um, Matthew 5, 34 to 48. We'll wait, and if we can, those of you who have it. I'm in the NIV. <clears throat> but I say to you, make no oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is the footstool of his feet. Or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you make an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Well, permanently, I guess. Temporarily, you can. (laughs) But uh, let your statement be yes, yes, or no, no. And anything beyond this is evil. You have heard them say, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist him who is evil. But whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other one also. And if anyone says to you, wants to sue you, and take your shirt, let him have your coat as well. And whoever shall force you to go a mile, go with them too. Give to him who asks of you, and do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. What do you think, Randall? (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Randall and I have a lot of people in our lives that are asking us for stuff. Um, But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, in order that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do such a thing. And if you greet your brothers only, what do you do more than others? 
so not even the Gentiles do the same. Therefore, you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And then over in Luke, Luke chapter 6, verse 20. Yeah, this is the sermon. That was the the tail end of the Sermon on the Mount, and this is also. So from 20 to 38. I wanted, I wanted to do this. And he turned his gaze upon the multitude. <laughs> I don't know, they, it's, it's funny, I've I read that I mean, I've read this chapter a number of times. He turned his gaze upon them. He looked intently at them. Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed Are you when men hate you and ostracize you and cast insults in you and spur your name as evil for the sake of the Son of Man? Be glad in that day. Leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way that their fathers used to treat the prophets, I'm sorry, um, is great in heaven. For in, in the same way their fathers used to treat the prophets, but woe to you who are rich, for you are receiving your, com- your comfort in full. Woe to you who are well fed, and for you that are hungry, uh, you, for you shall go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for in the same way their fathers used to treat the false prophets. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Whoever hits you on the cheek, offer him the other one also. And whoever takes your cloak, do not withhold your shirt from them either. Give to everyone who asks of you. And whoever takes away what is yours, do not demand it back. And just as you want people to treat you, Treat them in the same way. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even the sinners love those who love them. And if you do good for those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. Just going to go to 38. And if you lend to those who expect to, to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners in order to receive back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for He Himself is kind to ungrateful and evil men. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. And do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Pardon, and you will be pardoned. Give, and it will be given to you. 
in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. They will pour into your lap, for by the standard of measure it will be measured, by, this, by your standard of measure it will be measured to you in return. <laughs> powerful words. This is Jesus. And he was staring intently at them and he, he was telling them this incredible thing. So we're living in difficult and perilous, perilous times. But as I read these words of Jesus, I think to myself, you know, what if I was holding my slain daughter in my arms? And I heard Jesus say, Mark, you need to love your enemies. You need to love and pray for those who have killed your daughter. I'd like to think as a believer, as one who knows that I've been forgiven a great debt, who knows that I, I am an enemy of Christ, was, and yet he loved me. He loved me enough to die for me. I'd like to think I could do that, but the reality is I'd hate my enemy. I'd want to see my enemy die. For us in the West, we haven't experienced that kind of hardship. We're not many of us that I'm aware of. But in other parts of the world, they have real enemies. I would have to say to myself, if I were to say, well, who, who are my enemies? So who are my enemies, Carol? Do I have any enemies? Do I uh, do I have anyone that I hate? I suppose I could be kinder to the guy that cuts me off in traffic, honk my horn, and not give him a gesture. But he's not my enemy. I could choose to love those at work that are treating me poorly, or choose to be kinder to them. They're not my enemy. Somehow, I think Jesus means a lot more than modifying our behavior a little bit. We could spend many hours trying to get this text to say something other than what it says, right? We realize that so much of our lives are basically lived in the opposite spirit of the Beatitudes. So I chose this text because, um, actually, I read a post from a, a buddy of mine, John, uh, well, Frank Moore, and we know him as Frank, but John Frank is his name. And he's, a, he's an interesting man. He lives in Montreal. He's a very devout follower. And uh, he's got a podcast now, and he's uh, doing some teaching and stuff. But he's a very radical believer. We always used to say, well, Frank is Frank. He's very Frank. 
So this is the post that he put that caused me to sort of think down these lines. As a Christ follower, I don't think our human cause, no matter how legitimate, is worth... Oh, thank you. The mic picks up everything. As a Christ follower, I don't think our human cause, no matter how legitimate, is worth overthrowing the command of Jesus to love our enemies. Whether Ukrainian, Russian, Israeli, or Palestinian, I would hope that no Christian is taking a side in these myopic and very carnal conflicts. The world gives us choices that only a worldly person legitimizes by opting for one over the other. A disciple of Christ is nonpartisan in the world, with no temporal political skin in the game. That goes for nationality, for ethnicity, skin shade, religion, or even doctrinal bent. So all of this led me to think about the word mercy. I was uh, we were in a prayer meeting at the original location of King's Fellowship on over on Osborne in the village there. And we were praying together, and Peter Taylor, as, uh, as he would often, he would get these words. And uh, this is what he said. He said, uh, Mark, I want you to visualize a blindfolded woman with the scales of justice. In one hand, she has mercy. And on the other hand, she has mercy. I spent the rest of the evening lying on the floor crying my heart out, recognizing that he did not treat me as I deserved, but rather he treated me with great mercy. Mercy had triumphed over judgment, and I recognized that I, just as, that I justly should be condemned for my sin and for my actions. In that moment, in the, in the, in the moment as I, as I lay on the floor, I could love my enemies. I could have laid down my life rather than fight for my life. In that moment, I recognized how much a perfect God, who is horribly offended by my sin, chose to love me, chose to go to the cross, chose to die to redeem me, to show mercy so that I could be restored to the Father. In those moments, we recognize our great need mercy, then we can show mercy. So how can we spur one another on in these days? How can we help one another to be people of mercy who truly know how to love our enemies? So this isn't, obviously, this is not something on a human level. What happened that night was was a revelation, and it was that, that revelation that I did not deserve mercy, and yet that's what he gave me. So it's revelatory. It's a, on a spiritual level that we need to walk it out. It is a merciful God living in us through the person of Jesus who always showed mercy. I'm going to read a couple more scriptures about mercy, and we'll see what the Lord has to say in this. James chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. 
So speak and so act as those who are judged by the law of liberty. For judgment will be merciless to no one, to one who has judgment will be merciless to one who has not shown mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. In First Timothy one sixteen, you didn't focus on this too much when uh, Brian, when you were when we were in the first chapter. First Timothy one sixteen. Oh, maybe not. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's not the verse. I'm sorry. Huh? Oh, I'm in second. Yes, okay, sorry. Yeah, you got it? Yeah, read it loud. I receive mercy for this reason, that in me, as a formal, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who are to believe on him for eternal life. Yeah, for this reason I found mercy in order that in me, as the foremost, Jesus might demonstrate his perfect patience as an example for those who would believe in him for eternal life. Incredible. I've often thought about uh, Paul the Apostle after his conversion. It's funny that that was another one of the things that you mentioned there. Imagine being told by the Lord that this murdering zealot who had been persecuting your brothers and sisters was to come and stay in your house. He was, he was to come and stay in your house. Was to eat your food, he was to sit at table with your with your wife and your children. And I don't know what the time frame was between the road to Damascus and when he and he they welcomed him. They welcomed him in, their enemy. They welcomed him in. If they had rejected him, imagine, they had rejected him. If they'd been fearful. And they could have, I mean, it was, it was totally reasonable. I mean, I would have said, well, you know, give him 10 years, let him demonstrate for 10 years of ministry that he is actually converted and he's not going to kill us. But they welcomed him into their homes. They demonstrated the very prim- principle that they had heard Jesus talk about. Love your enemies. Do good to those who despitefully use you. Judge lest you be judged. They took him at his word. Psalm 103, verse 10. I can't can't do better than what the Lord says in his word anyway, so that's good. Psalm 103, verse 10. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. 
For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is the loving kindness toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. Oh, this is good stuff. Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he himself knows our frame. He is mindful that we are just dust. I'm going uh, to read Psalm... 51. And I do, well, part of the reason that I wanted us to uh, have communion first, but maybe we can do it as part of communion, if that's okay, Leroy. Read Psalm, uh, Psalm 51. And then I'd like us to uh, spend some time in prayer. opening ourselves up to the Lord to, uh, to come and bring this word into the place that it needs to be in us. And I thought it would be best if we would do that in threes and fours, that we would just have a little bit of time to share and pray, pray, pray for each other. Are we okay with that? So this is uh, this is David. Be gracious to me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the greatness to the greatness of thy compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So that you're justified when you speak. You're blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in my In sin my mother conceived me. Behold, thou dost desire truth in the inmost being, and in the hidden part thou wilt make me know wisdom. Purify me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones which you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of thy salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit. Then, I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will be converted to thee. Deliver me from blood guiltness, O Lord, God of my salvation. Then my tongue will joyfully sing of your righteousness. 
Open my mouth that my mouth, open my lips that my mouth might declare your praise. For you do not delight in sacrifice, otherwise I would give it. You are not pleased with burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. By the favor do good to Zion, build the walls of Jerusalem, then thou wilt delight in righteous sacrifices, in burnt offerings, in whole offerings, then young bulls will be offered on thine altar. Sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. My hope was that together we could uh, help one another to remember that place, that remember that uh, it'll be different for each one of us. For me, it was mercy and mercy. But for each one of us, it'll be different as we recognize how much we need the Lord. So I think think groups of four would work. We're okay with that. And just, just, just pray for one another. If you don't, if there's nothing specific that you want to, but th- this is a tremendous challenge to love your enemies and to recognize that we need to be walking as forgiven people, and that's that's how we will love our enemies if we recognize how much we've been forgiven. Father, I invite your Holy Spirit. I, 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 I don't know exactly, Lord, what you... I don't know exactly what you want to do, Lord, but I know that... Uh, I know that today in this world we need to be walking with this kind of incredible love and compassion for, for all including our enemies, Lord. And if we're going to see the prodigals come home, we're, we're going to need to demonstrate what it is to live as a uh, returned prodigal, <laughs> as one who has been forgiven a great debt and has been restored to fellowship. So I ask Holy Spirit, I invite you to come and to uh, move in and through us as we talk and pray together. In Jesus' name.